Welcome back, everyone. This is Eric Ellison with the Digital Education Podcast and started up a series um, yesterday called Get Ready um, with kind of asking this question of school leaders, what's on your mind? What are you thinking about as you prepare for the fall um, with so much uncertainty? And so today I'm with Steve Whitaker of the First Academy, uh, head of school of the First Academy in Orlando, Florida. Steve, I'm just going to throw it to you and ask that question and, and, and see what you're thinking about down in Orlando, down in Florida, but just generally as you think about school leadership in your own school, what are you, what's on the top of your mind or what are you considering as you prepare or as you think ahead to next fall? Well, first of all, Eric, thank you for letting me be a part of the journey in this new series with you. It's always fun to visit and uh, hear what you're thinking about. And I love your questions. You always ask great questions. So it's fun to have this uh, moment or two with you today. Um, yeah, I suspect that in Orlando, our questions are similar to many of those around the country. And initially, when I thought, think about the question, my mind goes to the pragmatic. But I want to resist that temptation for a moment and just think about the things that we're concerned about as we go through a transition of what education really looks like. So, you know, in our case, um, I'm worried about how do we provide the same value without our high touch sort of kneecap to kneecap community experience of the past. That's been what's made us unique. Uh, we we walk arm in arm, hand in hand, shoulder to shoulder, and in the era of social distancing, at, when that's taken away from your school, man, what does that really mean? And so, honestly, I just am struggling through what that means to our value. I think also another thing that I'm thinking a lot about is teacher fatigue, because like teachers at your school and my school, we all gain tremendous joy uh, from our students and those personal connections with students and not being able to do that on a day-to-day -day basis over the last several months has been a real challenge for our teachers. They've done a great job, but I sense a bit of loss um, in, in not having those deeply personal face-to-face -face relationships. And then another thing that, you know, is kind of kept keeping me awake at night is uh, how do we challenge students? Because so much of of uh, moving students toward a goal, a shared goal, uh, comes over a cup of coffee or at the edge of a desk, walking down the hall, uh, in the stands of the gym. You know, those moments, how do you really, how do you sharpen, how do you let iron sharpen iron when you're not sure what the environment's gonna look like? What, what digital elements are gonna sort of uh, take over all the stuff that we love and appreciate? Um, and that kind of feeds into uh, the second part. When we come back to school and th there may be some constraints on groups and sizes and all that, what does that mean for those teams, those clubs, those fine arts groups that for us really are the sort of the engine behind a lot of what we do in terms of student leadership development? So those are some of the things that are just kind of on my mind right now, Eric, as I think about the future. 
So can I ask a question, and, and I think it is, it's something that I'm seeing with my students is, is they, they get to see people, you know, we use Zoom, we use, you know, all these different, you know, tech ways of connecting. But one of the things that I really hear is that they really miss being with, being with, you know, teachers, coaches, their friends, their teammates, and, and, and all those things. Like, you know, and then you talk about like coming back in the fall with social distancing and then groups and how are we going to do that? Have you, I mean, I know it's something that you're touching on here. Have you given much thought of like, how do we create kind of this, this community, but yet in, in a different sort of format and a different sort of way now that we've kind of been through these last couple months? Well, you know, to be honest with you, I, I, I just wrote in a, in a communication this week, I have way more questions than I do answers about everything, you know, so when I think about how do you, how do, you do um, life together six feet apart, uh, you know, your head just kind of starts to spin. And I, I got to be honest, I mean, I think when kids come back on campus, this idea of keeping them apart is going to be really tough. My son's a lacrosse player and about two, about a week ago, they, they all met at campus to turn their uniforms back in. And he came home and said, dad, that 30 minutes was the best thing that's happened to me in two months, just to see my friends. I've talked to him online. We, we text, we in the classes together, but he said, man, just to be with those guys was, man, it was something special. And I thought, my goodness, what will we do as we go into the next school year um, without sort of that same framework of being able to give kids those experiences. So I don't know what the answer is, but I do know it's so important to our schools and to whatever extent we can provide those moments. We just must, because I think it's, it's one of our distinctives. And, and you, you talk about value, you know, even on the front end is, is so much of the value that um, schools have and, and, you know, a school like yours has is in that community aspect. Um, can I ask one last question? I know I didn't necessarily prepare for it, but I was with you in, in Orlando area in February. You gave a, a brief talk on um, leadership kind of at the edge of the volcano um, and preparing for kind of like, you know, when things blow up. Um, is there something, I mean, and this is maybe even just looking forward to next fall, is there something about your own leadership or about leadership or about this that, that you've even learned that you would encourage um, other school leaders to think about in, in their leadership? Well, you know, I think um, one of the things that I've been trying to do is, is keep a little list. One of my lists is uh, reasons I'm thankful for COVID-19. <laughs> kind of a crazy list, right? But there's some things I'm thankful for, to be honest with you. It's, it's, it's given us more time to reflect. It's given us more time. Uh, I've never spent more time uh, in worship than I have over the last two months, just pr private worship. And there are things we're thankful for. The, the fact that the television isn't running like it once did because there's nothing on. <laughs> I mean, that, you know, that's a blessing. Uh, but yeah, there are some things I think we're trying to learn. Uh, one of the things I, I share with our team is uh, we, we're going to have to learn not to let our pursuit of perfection uh, keep us from just good enough. I mean, there's some moments that we just got to do the best we can do and not think about the past, which we thought maybe was perfect. That's going to be gone. 
um, another lesson that we've talked about with our team is that our responsibility is to struggle early and often so that our customers and students don't have to struggle later. And so we have to dig in and do that hard work. Um, and then, you know, this is kind of common sense. We've talked a lot about it, but in these moments, we have to do whatever it takes to create those special moments for our families. And if that means, as we did a couple of weeks ago, delivering packages to every home of a thousand families with special stuff inside of it, we got to do it because we, we want to just, we want to connect with these people. And I think we, we talk about that here is finding ways to amaze. Um, I think Harvard Business Review calls that raving fans, but we like to think about ways to amaze. So, you know, the, those are the things that are kind of on the front of our thinking now is um, what are those lessons? How do we apply them? And then, my goodness, the biggest thing of all, we got to pray for next year. I mean, the, 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 the element of uncertainty that we're all dealing with right now is honestly the most overwhelming thing to me it's what brings me to tears it's what keeps me awake it's what is uh just you know almost at there are moments when it feels debilitating to think about the amount of uncertainty that's out there so uh, lots of prayer lots and lots of prayer th th those are some thoughts steve i'm so thankful for the wisdom that you've given me over the years and the time that that you've shared with us today thank you well, it's my pleasure, Eric. I, I love what you're doing. I, I know it's a blessing to people all across the country and around the globe. So keep it up, my friend. It's great stuff.